towering sand dunes overlooking one of the most beautiful bodies of water in the United States. Wetland habitats preserving thousands of plants and animals. California? Washington? Hawaii? Nope. In this episode of our Midwest Adventure Season, we head to experience all of this and more in the state of Indiana. Join us on the inside. To the hashtag 59 podcast. Mike R and Jill G are your co-hosts, and this is our Midwest adventure season. Were you trying to do the welcome, welcome, welcome? Welcome, everybody. Like Dax Shepard does on his. Oh, what, yeah, yeah, I was going for Dax. That's what it sounded like you were trying to mimic that. Bienvenidos, <laughs> friends. Last episode, we were in South Dakota for our outdoor adventures, and we made some ground back east. Yeah. Made our way to a new place for you. Yeah. But I don't think you'd ever even heard of this. Only when you had gone before, but no, I'd never been. We went to the 61st of 63 U.S. National Parks, Indiana Dunes National Park, which is a... Beautiful, cool national park right next to Chicago, right next to Gary, Indiana, that I think a lot of people outside of that area don't know a lot about. I mean, I feel like it gives state parks a totally different vibe. I don't think I've ever been to a state park, excuse me, that's like that. Well, we, we and we went to both, so it's a state park. Oh yeah, sorry, you were talking about the national park. Portion. But it's a, so but we spent most of our time in the state park. But we camped in the national park. Yeah. Okay. Let's start over. Okay. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> what are we talking about? So Indiana Dunes became a national park in 2019. It was already a national lakeshore, and there was a state park. So we went to both the state park and the national park. Now let me interject here. I was very impressed with the state park portion. Jill loves Indiana Dunes <laughs> State Park. So let's talk a little bit about uh, another cool place in the Midwest to have some outdoor adventures. Yeah. We camped at the Dune Campground. The state du- Dune Wood. Dune Wood Campground. Yeah. So, so speaking of how much you like the state park, yeah. the state park campground was sold out. Obviously. When we went, and it has spots right on Lake Michigan, right on the beach. Beautiful. You would think. Yes. Well, I wouldn't know. But I was on the beach. I was in the campground. Wowza. Another doozy for me today. So Dunewood Campground, though, uh, great, great location, actually. We stayed there. They had tents and then RV sites. And actually, I got the. We actually went there on a Thursday, Friday because the Saturday was all sold out. This is the first week of June, and this becomes probably about. It's a wow. Locals, I think, are there cross country skiing, doing ice fishing, a lot of different activities. The travelers and tourists really show up. It's a mid May to fall type place. So the camp, but the campgrounds sold out well in advance. Mm-hmm. 
because I got our reservations back in March, I think, or April. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you could leave our campground and bicycle, run, or drive straight down through the town of Beverly Shores, Indiana, and wind up right on Lake Michigan. Mm -hmm. On my bicycle, probably took 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like Uh, a mile, you think you said? Probably two miles, I'd say, from our campground. And when I came back and showed you the videos... Yeah, I mean, it's just incredible. So Beverly Shores, Indiana was kind of interesting. 15 miles per hour, no parking on the streets. I think a lot of old money and mansions that are owned right on Lake Michigan. But as a result of... No, actually, if you look it up... Yes, I do, Uh actually. Yeah, the house... the You actually had to know somebody... One family in the 1930s, I guess, had all the property. Is this true? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I will be Googling it. Okay. Okay. But as a result of that, it's now protected or these homes have been there forever. And you can bicycle down this 15 mile per hour road and there's just not a lot of traffic. And Lake Michigan is right there. You can see Chicago and Gary, Indiana actually from there, but it just feels like a totally different universe. Hmm. Didn't you also say it's like the darkest sky or it's a dark sky affiliation or how are those classified? Beverly Shores is a international dark sky community. Yes, which means they have no light pollution, basically. Yeah. So you can see the night sky clearly. Yeah. Clearly. Yep, which is actually kind of interesting considering like the industry that is right there in Gary, Indiana and Chicago. But that little sliver right there. Perfect. No, no light pollution. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about uh, some of the hikes, some of the re-dehydrated meals that we got in sure. the jet boil. Uh, where sure. do you want to start? You, you Probably Three Dunes. State Park. Yeah. Back the, back, bring back, it back to the State Park. So the Indi- one of uh, the most popular hikes in the State Park is called the Three Dune Challenge which goes up and down three different sand dunes. So that, I think that's something that a lot of people don't really think about, is that you can hike up and down sand dunes in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And this was a three-dune challenge, three sand dunes, 1.8 miles round trip on the three-dune loop, little option for an add-on, but you gain 550 feet of elevation up and down these sand dunes. So Cotopaxi, our dog, and I went and did that to start one morning after he woke us up at 4.53. Which is pretty much when the sun came up, though. Yes. It came up very early. But you said from the top of one of the dunes, or the last dune, I can't remember what you said, you could see Lake Michigan from there, right? You could see it from two of the three. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty unique. It was a really beautiful, beautiful view and fun hike. It was actually, it was interesting though, side note, with our dog, it was our dog's first night's tent camping. He's six months old right now, and both mornings he woke up at sunrise, mm-hmm. even though he was in his crate in the tent. It, it Mike was, thinks it was his instinct. I do, I yeah. do. Or he was just made for the outdoors. Well, there, and, it wasn't from noise, because it was a quiet campground, so I mean, it wasn't like he was hearing things. He definitely was just waking up. But they talk about on the on the Appalachian Trail, on the Pacific Crest Trail, that, you, you know, hikers, through hikers, are sunrise to sunset. Mm-hmm. No matter the time of year, like, that's how you operate on the trail, so maybe he's going to be a future through hiker. 
Well, based off of some of the hiking, I'd say we've got a ways to go, but we'll see. Yes. Maybe. So after the the three dune challenge, uh, we I did that nice little bicycle ride mm-hmm. in Beverly Shores, Indiana, along Lake Michigan. Another interesting hike that you can do in the national park, I think, that we didn't do this time, but I did last time I was there, is Mount Baldy, which is a dune that, due to the intense winter winds from Lake Michigan pouring onto it, it it changes shape and form every single year. So you can only do this short but straight-up hike with a park ranger. (coughs) What did you call it? Mount Baldy. Not to be confused okay. with the high point of L.A. County. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Yep. Okay, but they're called the same thing? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. And you have to register. Uh, I think they do hikes there like two days a week or something, but uh, there can be drip. There can be drift and debris that get br- brushed up into the sand dunes, and it's very dangerous if you don't know the exact path that you can actually, like, fall in. It's a hard pass. Hard <laughs> pass for me. How do the rangers know? Every year they said they map out. They just go they together and navigate Just it. wing it, I guess. No, they don't. Uh, they, they spend time. Follow the, follow the sun? Yeah, they must just follow the sun. No, they spend time navigating the route, and that, that is the route for the year, and they establish a new trail to the top every year. And you have to go with a park ranger. This is actually something I think that has just started happening in the last several years. Mm, it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Hard pass. Look at look at all the adventures you can have in northern Indiana. I mean, it was like it, we didn't cover that much area, and there was so much to do. I, I assume I shouldn't, but I assume a lot of people from Chicago maybe would go because it was i mean when we drove we drove 45 minutes Chicago, it was like very close we i mean in fact i think you could take the train or something yeah there. the train actually drops right off yeah in front of our campground actually. so i mean i feel like a lot of people if you're trying to escape the city or just you know looking for a new adventure would go from there it's a really easy commute they have a really nice bird scene there for the birders. Uh-huh. There's a lot of protected marsh and wetland habitat. Mm-hmm. And then we did, I did the cow's bug trail, which is a super unique hike, I think, because it takes you, you do uh, forest, marsh, prairie, and beach all in one. All in one. And it's not that long. Six and a half miles. But I mean, to have all of those different things. So I did a trail run on that, and then you and the pooch hit the Calumet yes. trail, which was kind of interesting. Like, it just, it's a long... It's not, I think it said it was 9.2 miles or something. Obviously, look it up, but before you would do it. But I think it's 9.2 miles. It's good, they say, for biking, but it was like a dirt trail. Yeah. Um, biking, hiking, running... Um, straight flat, like along where we were at least yeah. was flat. It was under some power lines. We were like right outside of the cow's bug, cow's bug. Yep. Um, trailhead, or cow's bog, cow's, cow's bog. bog. Yep. Trailhead and like an overflow lot with a lot of overhead cables. 
they were kind of snapping around. I don't know if that follows it the whole way. I like how you just take that. Like that was happened that one, this podcast could be heard like six years from now. And, and they could still be like, yeah, I hear those. That's crazy. That would be very interesting. It would be. If I've never is, heard anything like that from Powerlines. Have if, you? No, I have not. But if this is 2028 and you're listening to this episode <laughs> and you go on this trail and you still hear this. I just never heard anything like send that. Send us a DM on Instagram. I didn't I didn't dig it. So I just was I was just thinking in my head as I was walking it, I wonder if the trail follows the lines the whole way back. Because it was pretty close to um it was really close in fact to the train. Yeah, I think in it fact, I like, think it's supposed to follow I think it's an the old I think it's a rails to trails that's the old train tracks. Well that would make sense. For so a that's portion of it. Why, um a lot of that electrical work was there too. Regardless, had really tall grass. I thought I saw turkey vultures. Yes, you did. <laughs> don't quite know. Roosters. I don't know what they were. I think just maybe. No, maybe they were turkeys. Turkeys. Huge pheasants. <laughs> but you were very you you saw them and they kind of looked at us and it was very quick. And you were like... It was when we were turning around on the street. You got your guard up so fast. Because I was going to go walk on this 9.2 mile trail, just a portion of it. But I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to get out there. These turkey vultures I hadn't even Googled them. I didn't know if they were... I didn't know if... I don't know. Are turkeys... Do they charge? I don't know. Wasn't sure. Regardless. We had the bear spray though, thankfully, in the car. Of course, not with me, but it was in the car. But yeah, so we walked down that trail, and I think that if you were trying to get some miles in, it would be a really good way to kind of navigate around the park. A lot of nice, lot of nice hiking there. Uh, a lot of people go there for the beach because it's right on Lake Michigan. I did go in and under water a couple yeah. times. That is, uh, if you like, if you're a cold water treatment, ice cold shower. Like the shock to the system, there's nothing like getting in the Great Lakes and going underwater. You said it was cold. It was cold. It made me gasp. And I was hot because it was 87 that day and I was out biking. Yeah. And it still made me gasp when I went under. Yeah. The, The Great Lakes, though, I mean, it's kind of a fun new gift that we're just, I've explored it just a little bit, but like we never lived, a lot of our friends who've lived in Cleveland have Lake Erie and stuff, but this is kind of our first exploration into them together and they're magnificent and yeah. unbelievable for living so long in Ohio. And I mean, relatively close proximity to them. We really never made the trip to explore. I mean, you've done it a couple times, but nothing in the way in which we're doing this summer. No. And always heard it's beautiful, but seeing it firsthand is a little different. Yeah. Cause yeah. the one beach we went to, um, in the state park, you yes. couldn't have dogs there this time of year, but it's like a swimming beach when there's lifeguards. seems like the current is pretty high, at least this time of year. It was in the summer. Um, but, I mean, it was beautiful. It was like walking up to the ocean. I it mean, was. Honestly, it, it and that's like the it. thing. The Great Lakes appear to Have look great. like oceans. Yeah. Just no salt water and no sharks. Yeah, it was, it was really, really cool. And I think for the majority of the time, we used our jet boil and ate dehydrated meals which honestly are the bomb i don't mind them no they're good right maybe we're always just that hungry but they're easy no cleanup 
But I was gonna say, I mean, I love a good. Gender. We had our we had our one little splurge, which was a fu- is a fun story, I think. Yeah. Well, what are you talking about the the restaurant? Yeah, the restaurant and the the yes. spirits across the street. So just outside of the campground were two two local businesses. One was called the Goblin and the Grocer, and the other was called the Hobgoblin. The Hobgob, I think. Hobgob. Yeah, Hobgoblin. And um, the one was a restaurant that had both outdoor seating and to-go food, and the other was more of like a spirits um, location, but we the, got some to-go-sies. The food at the Goblin and the Grocer was awesome. Yeah, I mean, it was maybe not even a five-minute walk. No. I mean, right. literally, yeah, I if mean, you're staying in the If you're staying in the Doomwood Campground, it is a great spot. Uh, I, I went in though on the way back from my dip in Lake Michigan and got some Chesterton, Indiana local brewer brews, uh, by it's a veteran owned and they do all their different beers named in like they have a Lieutenant Dan, I believe like just kind of in homage and they support a lot of different veterans, uh, nonprofit groups and are very active in that front. Uh, the guy who owned it told me, and it turned out his wife owns the Goblin and the Grocer across the street, and they kind of carved out the little area there. But he had a great selection of craft beers and wines, and she does a fabulous job with that. And when I went in to get our food, he bought me a beer. Yeah, really Because nice, he just happened to be there. Really nice um, local businesses. And the restaurant itself appeared to be like just a really thoughtful curated menu with both to go kind of um I don't know to go items as well as an actual restaurant but you could go to this campground and eat really bougie yeah like just right around the corner if you wanted to I like it yeah it was good it was good we also uh got the hammock out for your first like your first real hammock camping experience and i think you're converted oh yeah i love the hammock i would do yeah i would lay in a hammock a lot i went on that bike ride went to lake michigan (laughs) met you know met our uh, goblin friends came back and you and the dog were still in that hammock and snooze team snooze team was loving it we're good so as he groans in the background. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Indiana Dunes National Park, Indiana Dunes State Park, beautiful. Access is easy from Gary, Chicago, Grand Rapids, Michigan, but even from where we used to live in Ohio, that would be just a couple hour drive as well, depending on where you live in the state. Mm-hmm. So the Midwest Adventures have. Uh, Moved their way into Indiana. Hit another state. And Michigan is next. Yeah. Probably have a couple from Michigan. I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. We are recording from Michigan. Yeah. So see what's up next. Great. Thanks for listening, friends. As always, the best place to digest all of our content, hashtag 59.com. From there, we got outdoor adventure articles on our blog. 111 podcast episodes, something like that. We're going to have a celebration at 117, I think. <laughs> so it feels right. Something like that. We'll we'll work it out. Stay tuned, uh, all you past guests. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we'll let you know when the big VIP party is. And our trash cleanup event schedule. Uh, we also have a Patreon page that we are grateful for anyone to become a member to. But go to our website. Pick what you like. If you like the podcast, we are grateful for subscriptions and reviews. And until next time, from our Midwest Adventure season, this is Mike R. and Jill G. saying adios. Ciao.